I have to fix some stuff here because Tuck is a boomer. <laughs> but yes. welcome. Welcome, everyone. This is the I don't know what number episode I'm on. 62, 63. Somebody tell me what episode number this is. It's a lot. But anyway, I have Jeff Menning here who uh, works uh, at the Masquerade, the legendary Masquerade in Atlanta, uh, also is part of Featured X, um, and also manages Left to Suffer and a few other bands that you all know and love. And then I'm about to get Tuck in here in about oh boy. three. Oops, he's right there, but I got to minimize all this shit. Here he is. We got Tuck. Who is the bassist from Fifer King, and he's also a part of Featured X as well. And I believe you guys co-manage bands together, right, or mm -hmm. something like that, right? Yeah, we just kind of do lots of stuff. Together, you guys do right? lots of stuff together, which makes yeah. total sense because when I found out about that, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." We've all, yeah, you, know, I... you guys known each other for how long now? God, like 16 knows. years, something like that. Maybe longer than Long yeah, we've told the story a lot over the last six months, but yeah, oh, like yeah, to other people, a, it's been a long road, but yeah, I mean, so I just started, ago. dude, it's I a while ago. You guys around the same time because I just started selling first, I sold tickets really for, <laughs> yeah, I sold tickets yeah. for both of you guys like around the same time. I think <laughs> I met you when I first did, um like a show with farewell and what was that other oh. electronica band Fair that he also had a screamo band um the secret handshake the oh the secret, secret handshake, handshake dude lewis and, uh, yeah yeah also dan i did i did uh try to request to come back in on my oh, computer look at that if, if that works yeah um, you, let's see if it'll work but i could try dun, dun, dun. yeah it's gonna, pull, it's gonna have two there we go. Talks in here. All right. All right. Let's cool. try that. Um, um... <laughs> I see both of you. This is great. <laughs> Jeff is enjoying right. us a lot. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, way right. better. There, there you are. Okay. All right. And I can make. Oh, yeah. Where are you? Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So it was what? Farewell? Who booked that show? Was that Jeff? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that had to be. I wasn't booking that stuff. No, you <laughs> definitely were not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, not. I remember that but, show. Wait, was that the show where there was like some craziness at Loden, Tuck? Were you there for that? <laughs> I can't hear you now, Tuck. I thought I could, but I think we were hearing him through his phone before. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, now? there we All go. Right. All right. Everything is fine now. Yes. Okay, so Here I remember there was something, but there was also like either Hanson or Dallas Green was in the other room. And Hanson and what? Oh, man, Richard's, Richard's complaining already in the chat. One of them. Really? I, I don't remember uh, which it was. Now I'm hearing myself over here. Now I got to mute. You got to mute. Yeah, the, mute yeah. You got to mute the, the can you, stream. Are you able to turn your mic up at all? A little bit? Yeah. All right. 
Okay. What is, what is Richard? Yeah, Jeff had way less professional correct. for the pod I had him on. What gives? <laughs> Dude, I do need a young Jamie, whoever said that. That's fucking Yeah, true. for real. <laughs> How cool would that be? Maybe oh someday. Ah, uh, Stone City Boomer Vibes. Boomer Vibes, <laughs> yeah. Boomer Vibes is dumb. <sighs> it's tough, man. It's hard. I think, you know, it is. I've made jokes about it, but up until like a year ago, I was really just a pothead breakdown playing <laughs> yoga guy and then <laughs> i love your description of sudden, yourself <laughs> yeah it's just a meatball man i didn't fucking do anything productive i was just like all right i'm gonna just focus all day about how fast i can spin tonight and then the Dude, world ended that. and i was like fuck i'm gonna be really poor <laughs> i gotta figure something out and then jeff had an idea and it kind of worked it kind of worked <laughs> out right <laughs> it kind of worked out for me so <laughs> You're still alive. You're getting married soon. I'm still here. We're gonna yeah, crash I'm really your. Excited. We're gonna crash your uh, after party and all that. We're gonna just bring it instead of having it where you said you're gonna have it. We're just gonna bring it to the loft at the chance. Exactly. You know? No, literally, all How we're doing funny is would that be? we're going down to the waterfront, getting married, walking nice. up, having like a thirty-person dinner because we booked it all around like COVID restrictions. Yeah. And then after that, it dinner's done at seven. We we're like, let's go fucking get trashed. That's it. Yeah, and I'm going to be in New York. Right? Jeff's going to yeah. be in New York. Yeah. Yeah. The Fit Boys are going to be there. The Fit, Ryan oh, wow. and, and Bob are going to be and there. You know we're uh, gonna Chris have... Aiken's going to be there. Chris. Yes, dude. Yeah, I haven't bro. seen Chris in so long, dude. I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's in Jersey City now. So he's he? actually only like 30 minutes from me. Oh, yeah. So I'm in Brooklyn now. Oh, um, you're in Brooklyn? Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a fucking. That's going to be. Dude. Hell yeah. And then D. We'll bring D right out. Yeah. Oh, he has to. He has no. Oh, yeah. We have to get yeah. Chuck there. That would be so. <laughs> I think he's just in Wappinger's Falls. I think you were right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. Yeah. It's fucking right. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if, if it's a free for all 7 p.m. on, then oh, let's just man. have at it. Let's just yeah. go, baby. <laughs> I just want to drink. I just want to. How many bars man. are there in Beacon now? There's like, definitely, I, there's definitely there's a handful, couple. I feel like, right? Yeah, there's a few. Beacon, New York. Um, and now I heard last week that Beak, that Quinn's was actually open. Mm. So that's what we were just worried about is, are we going to be drinking outside of Bank Square or some shit? Because there's only, you know, there's n nothing open. But now mm -hmm. things are actually opening so we get to have fun. Fuck yes. Um, yeah. We'll do the damn thing. Can uh, you smoke weed on Twitch? No. Nah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, Glad I if it's like a pen, I think it's okay because it can be no. tobacco. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, sm I'm smoking. Smoke tobacco your tobacco, Tuck. That would be pretty cool. I mean, know, I could do it. So yeah, growing up, so we met probably. Oh man, I don't know. How old are you now, Tuck? I'm 32. We so met around the year 2007 because yes. when I met you, I was, was in then? my pop punk band. Uh -huh. At the time, imposterous hippopotamus, rhinoceros. Oh that's imposterous. <laughs> and then wow. I played some, you know, a couple shows for you guys at that time. Yeah, it was really. Uh, I played a receiving end of sirens as tall as lions show. I did that farewell show. Um, couple yeah, things my, around. Yeah, that those were my there. shows. For those sure. are Jeff shows. Um, and then <laughs> the T look transition happened, and that's when I really got to know everybody and started like playing the heavier shows. Yeah, that's one like that. Because uh, yeah. the first one was the Bring Me. Was that the show. first one you played that with them? My first, yeah, I was wow. just a fill-in at the time, and they had a they played a show in my backyard without a bassist. Wait, who did? In my pop, T oh my god, I remember. Oh, this. T looked did. Okay, yep. okay. And then, 
It was so funny. And then they were like, oh, well, do you want to fill in for the show? And I was like, I guess. Like, I know what Barrier Dead is. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, and <laughs> I know I what up, And I had no idea what Bring Me was. And I'm standing on the <laughs> on the loft, like, on the side of the stage watching, yep. like, nights like these with Deceaser. Dude, an Ion disc in his play, too. What a bizarre yep, it lineup. Was such a such a wild set or, or such a wild lineup. And then always standing next to me and Matt and like mm-hmm. all these girls and all these people are freaking the fuck out. And I was like, so I think they're here for this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they're they're definitely here for him. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, we'll get it, you know, that much later. All these years he is later, the no. king. Yep, some um, things haven't changed. I have to go grab my coffee. I'll be right back. Go get cool. your coffee. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like I think that... without that, that show was one of the most important experiences of my life because, you know, you go and you see, I think that was the first time where one I played in a band where we got a really good reaction. Yeah, and then, yeah, that T-Look set know, went off that night. And they, they you know, despite our, uh, we were our hardest working when Jupy was in the band. Mm-hmm. After that, we got real flaky, but the band was always good. <laughs> Dude, um, the band was always good. Yeah. It's very true. And I was going <laughs> to, I had oh, them. Thank God out. I missed out on the, the rest of the stuff with uh, you guys. Oh, geez, Louise. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what's that? yeah, that band what, taught me what so stuff? much, man. <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah, right. Uh, no, we were just talking T-Look for a second. And, yeah. Um, how, oh, what was, you know, that. Scare? Well, just one, it taught me a ton during that time period because that band did, people liked it. So that was the first time I, you know, kind of got a little something back. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is interesting. What do we focus on? You know, when we put out that Contention Road song, that really changed things for the band. And then, uh, but yeah, it was like, I was saying we were probably our most productive when Jupy was in the band. The band was always really good, but it, it just, we couldn't, we couldn't focus. That record's good yeah. though. It's out on YouTube. You yeah, it's on YouTube. It, and I have like it's crazy. Yeah, that was like the even when I was at that uh stupid label. Um Yeah. They were just hard. <laughs> but the thing was, it they were so hard to I guess you could say control. They're the most difficult people yes. on earth. It was and very hard to yeah. like get them all on the same sorry, exact page. Sorry, guys, they're going to hear this. No, but they okay. are. I and talk I love about it on my podcast, and I know yeah. Mikey listens to it, and yes. it's fine because yeah. we're still friends. Yeah, um, I don't Mikey, hold any. Shout out if you're listening, I don't, they know. I love you. Yeah, and I don't yeah. hold any grudges. Yeah, we were all pissed at each other then, but dude, this is we're talking uh, 10, you, 11 you, years ago, talk right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Two thousand you know is You know, I asked Matt why they kicked me out, and they said that I was really difficult. And I was like, okay. do you realize what the rest of you are fucking like? <laughs> like, you think I'm difficult? Like, at least I'm not like, you know, one member one night, like, loached, launched boats into the fucking Kingston River, put oh. dents in my car and fucking. I was like, you guys think I'm hot to deal with? What? <laughs> I was a peacekeeper in that, that fucking was. band. <laughs> they were but, just a hard group to like control, like literally control yeah. and get on the I same I think that page. record would have done well, though. Because also, you know, that record label also did really have a good lineup it had a good core yep. yeah because at the same time um, i was trying to like rattle you know get these guys under control and on the same page and then also like make said person who runs the label owns it keep things in line and 
pay things on time damage control there was a lot yes that's the correct yeah that's yes. the term we should use here <laughs> it yeah. was a lot of damage control going <clears throat> it was a very stressful i remember matt calling me and being like hey dude because you know they recorded at chango studios in florida oh, yeah. bands from new york all right uh, hey dude uh i forget exactly but they were supposed to fly in but they couldn't or something like that then they were going to drive but they didn't have a car so i'm living in california i my other car is in new york because when i moved back to california yeah. i was using um uh, another car that was loaned to me i was able to use it whenever so i just left my other car in new york it was a nissan altima i literally told matt i was like all right go to my house pick up my car and drive your ass to fucking florida and do this record they literally i gave them my car to use okay <laughs> but it's yeah. that's just so on brand for them to like wait until the moment oh dude to leave to be like hey it, so it had to be like there? yeah it had to be I, I can't recall they they'll probably refresh my memory at some point but it had to be like a week or less when i was told this i'm not surprised <laughs> because i was like dude the, i can't more get any more money is, wait there's no one in the band with a functioning vehicle yeah well um, i think one of them had a car but it wasn't that reliable i'm surprised really? my ultima made it dude you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no that joke band. jeff no joke i, I was like yeah. This fucking thing better make it. I call my dad. Right. He's, my dad's a mechanic. And I'm like, is this, can you do the oil change and everything? He, he was so mad at me. I'm sure. So pissed. Yeah. He's like, you're oh, not yeah. doing that. I'm like, I have to. Yep. It's I, crazy, man. Because I have no other do? option. Put, on, put a rental on a credit card for a whole month. Like, dude, it's no not, way. Yeah, and the no way. are going to put it forward. And you no. can't just go bail on the report. And you probably know how much money we fucking lose on deposits. Yeah. And you guys know how much Shango was back then. Oh yeah. yeah, I've still talked to yeah. Cameron about that that recording session. Do you really? Yeah, I'm a nosy piece of shit, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, you I mean, know, yeah. You were of, in the band, the so it makes about this whole thing is like, hey, I remember that time you guys fucked me over, man. Suck a dick. Look at my band. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have kicked but, me out. <laughs> I know. You know, it was interesting just because all iterations of that band, because before when I first joined the band, they practiced outside at a girl's house. Nice. On on her at her gazebo, That's and then wow. I brought you know they started practicing this. in my house, got to know my family, and like really you know yeah they were at my house multiple times a week, and I saw all iterations of the band. I mean, one of the guys even dated my sister and shit. Like it was a lot. Wow, but yeah, it was a uh, that that it taught me a lot because the other thing is you you start to recognize people that despite how talented they are, some stuff can be overly difficult and speaking of which the majority of those people there's only one that i have i'm not friends with currently or cool with um so you know i'm it, it's an interesting thing when you are young and you have a lot of talent and things are going and you have opportunities come before you i think sometimes when you get handed things and you haven't worked very hard for them it's very difficult for you to actually take advantage of said opportunity where it was always well you know, we don't have enough money for gas. We don't have enough money for food. This drive is really long. This tour isn't enough. <laughs> this isn't, you know, nothing was ever enough. And yeah. I'm just more of a glass half full kind of guy, you know, and yeah. it was, I'm lucky that the people I ended up doing it with, like Kirby, yeah, he, you know, he's the chillest person on the fucking planet Earth. Yeah, so. I know he really is. Yeah. So no. it's a, it's an interesting thing, but fucking yeah. Not, yeah, I put the link in the chat if anyone want, wants to listen to that band we're talking about. 
scroll yeah. up a little bit the link is i found right a bunch there. of the eamon found a bunch of the old shit and sent oh, it to wow. me the other day and it is a <laughs> it's interesting to say it's the least. crazy like how it still gets brought up like we still go back to we're like this span i used to have the and files good. for the record uh it was on my old laptop but i lost them so I there don't. was a music video that there was, was. Filmed. okay yeah so this is me flying from la to new york to guide them babysit them through this music video process with scott hansen so not only did i oh, give them my scott car video? yeah Jesus. not only did i give them my car to go to fucking florida for a month i flew home <laughs> you know obviously i visited family at the same time and friends yeah. but it was like three days of uh Driving everyone around, you know what I'm saying? Wrangling them them, them all together. It's a lot. <laughs> Finding it's a lot the location <laughs> to do the right. fucking video. No, not Chris Hansen, Richard. Yeah, Richard, please. <laughs> Chris, Chris Hansen? <laughs> right. Take a seat. Why don't you take a seat? Richard, why don't you come take a seat on this lap? But dude, that <laughs> <laughs> Let's rub beards. Um, yeah, I just always wanted to see it. I wanted to see it so bad. I could probably get it from Scott. I could probably if Scott you, has if to. If you have could it. find it, dude, yeah, I would. I'll hit him up after this. I'll text him. Me and him still stay in touch from time to time. Dude, I'll buy you like a subway sandwich. A like, subway sandwich. <laughs> I should just upload. I should be like Scott. Can I just upload this to YouTube? Right. He'd probably well, be like, I, I don't. Who care. owns all those masters now? I don't even know if the label's still a thing. Like, I don't know if it's like. If you sold it or I, I don't That's know a, literally yeah, there's some money in those question. masters. Oh, for when sure. a label goes under, if yeah. the label is who owns the masters, right? Like uh -huh. if it goes under, do it does it just revert back to the artist? See, all right. What Since I just people are asking, can we say the label? Does it matter? Anymore? Yeah, media, media scare. scare. Media scare records. Yeah. So what I notice from some of the bands, and I notice it's only on Spotify. You know, obviously, when you scroll down to a bottom of a band's record, it says like the label they're on or whatever, right? Yeah. I notice a lot of them don't say anything. Interesting. So I was maybe like, the band owns the masters now. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if there was like a fifteen-year lapse or something. Yeah, or like ten years or some shit like or that, maybe right? Just, or, like, or maybe that dude just uploaded everything under a blank yeah. name. Could who knows? Because I know true. it's like how all the victory stuff got bought out by Concord, but then when you go and look at it, it's under some other fucking craft. Thing. Like yeah, yeah, craft or craft. craft yeah, they did that on purpose so that the victory name I think wasn't yeah part of it. <laughs> so, they still have. It was Taylor's so watching us. Hi, Hi Taylor. Taylor and Brad. Hi Brad. Oh, you subscribe. Uh, Thanks, Taylor. Oh, that's really nice. Nice. You're a fucking sweetheart. Um, the Power Kingdom, bro. The days, the Poughkeepsie, the Chance, the Chance Theater, the Loft, Club Cranel, Polish Club. From managing to look a real band. Yes. Yeah, Your birthday show. Remember my birthday? 21st birthday. That was one of the greatest shows we ever played. Sadly, I played shirtless. I'm very disappointed in myself. Was that? It was uh, for the fallen dreams. Fucking uh, American Me burned yep. Elijah or Alicia, however you say yeah. that. Uh, Recon. Oh, what was the name of yep. that tour? Wasn't it the Rise Records tour? Correct. Yeah. Okay, that was and one uh, we co-promoted. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and Elijah Alicia. got at it. Yeah, Alicia, whatever their band yeah, name is. I have no fucking. Clue. It was like the day oh, before. Minute, right? Yeah, it was like the day before they had a show cancel. 
every bridge burned was in like a Chevy Suburban. Yeah. And I was like, damn, wow. this is awesome. Dude, it was I a, am so jealous of you guys. In the smallest room. Yep. That the place fucking was Polish fun, club. Yeah, there were some good shows there, man. They had a cursive show there. I never <laughs> I got to booked see all really time there. low there. You did upstairs, right? Well, it was originally downstairs in that same room. Wow. And oh, then yeah. sizes my bedroom. Literally this office. <laughs> it was like a week after the tour got announced is when they started to blow up. And we sold out the downstairs pretty quickly. So then we moved we it upstairs up. and almost instantly sold that out. Wow. <clears throat> and then the people from the Polish club called me like a couple of weeks before the show and they were just like, we can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we're getting like a hundred phone calls a day about this thing. What? Like, they're like, like, they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, oh, okay. So literally like the week of the show, I had to get a hold of Frank and. Oh, you that, moved it, right? I moved it to the chance. Wow. From so it went from two fifty cap to four hundred yep. to nine hundred and it sold out nine hundred. That's fucking you didn't even expect that, right? No. You this didn't was, see it coming. The first brand record. New little, yeah. Little it was the first pop punk band, right? The EP, you know, is when they put out that first first record. Yeah. But you that band came through Poughkeepsie a lot on the come up. A lot of those bands did that glamour kills shit. It was cool. Glamour like, kills, man. Man, that was huge. Yeah, I remember like you know the first one watching. Um, I think it was like hit the lights and fucking four year strong in the loft and shit. Like, Man, that place was so packed you could <laughs> not get Ooh. through. I don't know how it didn't collapse. There's a few shows where I where where I date a day to remember, right? You know, here's the sad. Part wasn't that so one that was scary? Was yeah, wasn't that a scary one? As that in, was put against me. Oh, against me. Yeah. yeah. That was probably the scariest one. Okay. So we was roll it? back time three months. We put like two or three grand each into Dogecoin. We buy the chance. <laughs> we buy the chance, dude. We buy the chance. It is for sale. How long has it been for sale? On it? Oh, I mean, years. quietly. It's quietly, for right? A decade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Chris is here. Chris from Wow, Chris Davis. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I like that Goodness. guy. <laughs> He's going right. to the ghost inside show at Palladium. Dude, Bro, honestly, I, I will be considering there. it. Yeah. yeah, I already offered currents, cuddles, and hugs to let me hang out <laughs> with them for the day. Uh, let me so. be your roadie for the day. <laughs> Yo, I'll fucking tune their guitars and shit, bro. I got oh, you. I'll tech. No, you're not. Well, maybe I could a fucking good idea to. Them. I'm gonna fucking tech for currents that day. I'm not even gonna let them give me the option. I'm fucking doing but that. Hey, shit. man, I'm your tech for the day. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that would be sick. I'll do a guest screamo. I fucking guess. front flip into the crowd. Yeah, we need. Yeah, I better see a front flip from you. That would be cool. That show's <laughs> going to be so sick. What's the and capacity I really like the of one. the outdoor area? Four grant four. No, I thought it was more, isn't it? I thought it was 10. I thought it was 10. No, they had what oh, they that scaled show it down, that, probably, yeah. right? No, no, no. And what happened There's was the least. two have heart shows together added up to like 10. Oh, they did two of them? But it was two different days. Oh, yeah. It? I think that's how it was. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was, it was two like days. 4,400 outside or mm. something like that, you know? But I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Where's Justin Leach? Get yeah, your where's tall Justin? Ass in here. I haven't talked to Justin Chris in a Davis minute. Says, I got to. 
I got a hug. Email. A hug will get it done. I saw Chris uh, or uh, I saw Justin like a week ago. Week or two. Oh, did you? We got fucking brunch. Yeah, we. Yeah, I got we fucking all, brunch. Oh shit! Had, I didn't mean to put my email and, uh, over your faces. Because Wiseman lives in Beacon now. I just don't want to. Um, oh, does he? Really? Yeah. What? Wait. Yeah. Brad? No, 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 Chris. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he lives <laughs> Throw in Beacon me off. now. Okay. So I go and hang out with him, and then Justin will meet us there. We'll all have like brunch and fucking brunch it up. Bougie, stupid shit. Yeah, of course. We're in Beacon. I drove upstate for the weekend. Yeah. I Beacon's just the new like it has to get brunch. Sunday brunch. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hung over yeah. shit, you know, the usual. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Poughkeepsie days were just the fucking. I, I, I've told people this a lot we all have right we've all mm-hmm. told friends or new people we meet or you know the bands that we work day. with back in the day that was the <laughs> fucking that was the spot i mean i I, right? I mean you know obviously i'm a bit of a homer but i would <laughs> have to believe it's the best shitty market ever ever yeah it has to be because it picked its that own time period, like from 2000 uh, for me, well, like especially what? from 2008 yeah. to 2013 was insane. Yes. Well, it and even before that was liked. nutty. You know, Some like crazy our last shows. Night a, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Oh, shows. our last night. Dude. And, you know, you think about particular bands that just would put in the effort to come. And because they would, that city will, would give back to you pretty hard. Yeah. And, you know, it's just amazing to see the one thing that, that I guess, you know, bums me out and makes me stoked at the same time is you never hear of a lot of local bands from Poughkeepsie other than like if I were you or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then you have a Knocked Loose go through there or an As I Lay Dying tour or whatever, and it sells the fuck out. And you're like, so there are people who like this shit still like y'all just aren't yeah. doing nothing. Yeah, y'all just not. Well, you know, not for nothing. It's. It was always like that. Everyone's in the woods. No yeah. one's in Poughkeepsie, right? Everyone All would drive a nice, a good so hour. His name is John New bands to book. Yeah. So unless there's somebody doing that and like seeking them out, yeah, I don't know if they're just going to pop up themselves and, and know what to do. Yeah, and there were great random shows, too. I mean, the first real show I went to was a With Honor Scraps and Heart Attacks show in Saugerties at a VFW, you know, and then, I was you there. know, like some of the... Oh, no way. I think I might have booked that show. <laughs> I don't know. I remember it was Straight Edge. There was only Shastakola. <laughs> well, maybe that's just because it was a VFW. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, but... I just had a John Cena clip play extremely loud in my headphones. It's like these sound alerts people can use, like, but I usually have them disabled for the podcast. Like they can give I was bits. What you were doing. Yeah, it was extremely loud. But then I go look and I'm like, there, no one, no one's like, it just was a glitch. <laughs> like it just happened. It was so loud. It was Taylor. That's what they're saying. Really? He didn't. Really? No shit. All right. Well, that was fucking loud as shit. I just disabled them. I thought they were still. Maybe. I guess they weren't. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Poughkeepsie was one of a kind, I feel like. It was one of a kind. It was one of a kind. Great times. Really 
I think it's one of those things that I now being older, looking back on it. Yeah. There were a lot of people at that time who either went with the system or fought the system. And they're like, well, I don't want to sell tickets. I don't want to do this <laughs> stuff. It's pay to play. It's whatever. But it was a bunch paid. of bullshit. I no, know it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was, I'm going to sell tickets. I'm going to sell tickets. So I show I'm worthy. And then I get to, you know, get the same payment as the opening band on the tour. hundred bucks. Yeah. And I play a great show, maybe sell some merch and have a nice experience and grow. Yeah, exactly. And there were so many talented bands that fought that, but and never, never got any opportunities because no. they just didn't learn how to work with anyone. No, and that was the no. main point was no just, one understood. It doesn't matter if I wanted to change, you know, didn't like it or not. I wasn't going to change the system. You guys booked the show. So I either had. To yeah, I did it, too. Or I didn't. You and me both. We we sold so many tickets I for our bands. You sold we tickets. Have the Internet. Yeah, yeah. We did not right? have social media. This no, was going in '98 and '99. Oh well, yeah, you um, see, yeah, back walking around the mall, going to the mall, going up yep. to see Walk, kids, man, going to other shows and flying yeah, every single show, literally every show, yeah, with every, flyers, with tickets, tickets. Yeah. talking to every kid in our high school. Remember when like, Juan would say like, "Yeah, you can't sell tickets here," or like, "I, I, I think it was," or no, in the day. Was it Frank? Oh yeah, like you couldn't sell other show tickets. No selling tickets in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> and like even like day of show because you know a lot of the times even when I was in you know selling tickets, it was a lot of people that are like, yeah, yeah, I want to buy from you, but like I can't meet up until like before like the day of the show. You know? Yeah, and I, I would and always be like, I would always be you, like, go and do it really fucking fast. Yeah, I would say the same <laughs> shit when it was like my shows. I'm like, just go down, go to the parking lot. Don't yeah. sell it in front of the door. The other thing that was bullshit about that, too, was like, <laughs> all right, most bands back then had, you know, at least five members unless they were pop punk as fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to sell 50 tickets. It's really you not know. hard. It's really it not wasn't hard. really hard then. I mean, you I don't have 10 people in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd be like, well, how you get to sell to Joe. I was going to sell to Joe. Just go fucking sell it to somebody else. But then you'd see like, a, I remember my buddy Devin Mock, he plays in this band called the Ballroom Thieves, but he had a band called the Coriolis Effect at the time. Mm -hmm. And he could literally sell 100 tickets by himself, but he was yeah. also. And then dude, there were you ask like any band from back then who did hustle tickets mm -hmm. and they'll all tell you that that I rewarded them handsomely. Vision oh, yeah. sold tickets, and we got to play I'll the come best up with shows. The, yeah, because well, we, yeah. yeah, yeah. You also managed our band, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you would hook these bands up with better shows. You're like, yo, this fucking band pushed fifty tickets, like no big deal. And you saw those fifty people there, right? Name You're right. You like saw those. Yeah, right. So then it's like, okay, then let's get you something a little bit better, and let's exactly. help you grow so you can sell more tickets. Yeah, right? and make so more then, money. Because of be a bigger show. Because those, because honestly, because those bands, it's like, okay, you're working hard. So I'm going to help you grow mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to get you to the point where you can do 100 to 200 people. And then I'm going to need you to headline some smaller tour package shit as a favor to this agent. So it's going to help me out in the long run. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And even your band too, it could. You but then more all shows. the top tickets, all of the, all of the kids who were in, like the top ticket selling bands, like mm -hmm. look at where they are or what they ended up doing. Yeah, you're talking Tuck, you're talking a run Chris for Aiken. your money. Yeah, you're talking Cameron and a run for your money. Yeah, Mike Ferry and we are the in. Crowd. Oh man, yeah, and and against the current and state champs. 
like literally all yeah. of my all top band. ticket selling bands went on to become signed big bands. Yeah, so it's and like, do cool ass shit. Man. <laughs> that band is one of the top streaming bands in the entire scene. They have like four million monthly five. streamers or some some. Wait, really? Like yeah, they have like a song with like League of Legends or some shit. Like that band oh, is wow. crushing it. I didn't like even crazy. know this, dude. What and I remember watching them as fuck? a baby, baby band in the loft. And yeah, people were like yeah, she's from like School of Rock or some shit, and it's Fairy's kid brother and blah blah blah. And wow, they have four million monthly amazing. listeners right now. Yeah. Dude, that is Dude, nuts. Also, I have something I want to bring up because it's fun. Please. And Taylor asked uh, if what's oh. the most insane memory yeah. we all together. And I have one. I have a question for both of you. I know I've asked Jeff <laughs> about it. Were you there the night that blessed the fall and before their eyes got beat the fuck up in the alleyway? I don't know if I was there, but I remember hearing about this. I was there. <laughs> was what? Yeah. Why did they get oh, the I was smoking beat? a blunt watching that shit. <laughs> And it was, yeah, that was, what was so that was blessed the fall before their eyes. Yeah, you look play. Yeah, oh, okay, and so okay. what happened was the one of the people from before <laughs> before their eyes gets done playing, and you know they're supposed to take all their shit outside and load up and whatnot, right? Yeah. So they start taking it down the stairs, but it starts raining out and like not bad. I'm outside smoking blunt, so. The right. stairs between and, the loft and the chance, by yeah, the way. Oh, the, the side. And, yeah. So they in start the putting their stuff yep. in the chance, which yeah. doesn't have a show in it, and mm -hmm. uh, right near the bar and stuff. And the security guard was like, yo, can you not do that? Like, of course, I'm yeah. not watching it there. You shouldn't put your shit in there. Just take it outside. And the guy's like, who's fucking raining? He's like, just take the fucking <laughs> shit outside. I don't give a fuck. Like, so then they get in each other's faces, and security guy pushes him a little bit. They, uh, everyone comes outside. Me and Burger are fucking outside oh, smoking one, and <laughs> of they start God, getting confrontational. The fight starts. I'm not going to say who starts it, even though I know who started. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't somebody from the chance, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but fight breaks out, and then Zach just like hands Maybe me the button. He just walks there. up to somebody, and he was like, "Watch out!" And I'm yeah. like, "God damn, Zach for you." <laughs> Did Zach yeah. really do no that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It I've was seen like him a classic a bunch. movie moment because the dude was just like, "Oh, dude, like, please don't." And he was like, "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah he got him. Typical Zach. It was a fun time. Yeah, just oh, I'm always curious because I dude. I was telling Jeff earlier I that Landon was there, there, but Landon didn't fight though. Yeah, oh, I'm. No. I, I all I remember is I'm at the end of the loft bar at my usual spot yeah. with Chuck. Yeah, and we're just talking, and someone from the tour package, I think maybe a merch guy or tour manager or something, come mm -hmm. running at us, and it was just like, "You need to come outside right now." Oh my yeah. god! I yeah. run outside, and it's just pouring outside, <laughs> and someone's on was somebody on the ground bleeding like yeah somebody got might have gotten kicked in the head yeah it just looked like it was just like <laughs> insanity had just happened and i'm just like oh my god what the fuck are you idiots doing <laughs> like everyone needs to fucking stop like oh my god that was yeah that was interesting i was glad i wasn't like a young comp i mean i was young i wasn't confrontational i just viewed a lot of stuff back then but that's the thing that was so interesting about that scene as we continue to talk about Poughkeepsie for 40 fucking minutes. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, because it was just so unique and there were so many interesting characters. But the no, thing that I loved was. was, you know, there was a lot of surrounding suburbs and stuff, but there was this rough city atmosphere to the chance. Like, oh, yeah. Poughkeepsie oh, yeah. was not I a heard, good area you know, at all. Yeah. We'd hear know. gunshots every oh, yep. a lot. Go hide behind Bro. the car real quick. And the Bop, like, I remember. Oh, that was a gunshot. 
I did the AP tour with Black Bell Brides and Drugs. Oh yeah, I remember and that it one. was one of like the last dates of the tour, and the tour manager was <laughs> not having it with any of the bands. Like he hate was not was hating his life. Yeah, he was. And over we it. were getting drunk, and he was in in the nutty, and he was telling me the dirt on Craig Owens and why he was driving separately from the rest of the band wow and anyway we were outside smoking a cigarette in front of the nutty and the next thing you know one and a half blocks to the left at that chicken spot bang 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 boom like just people yeah. running mm-hmm. cops fucking showing up within 30 seconds yep. tactical gear people chasing someone in front of the nutty down the street (laughs) i'm just like all right so then like when i moved to atlanta driving around with my friend matt and he's like oh you don't want to like we're driving around some area and he's like you don't want to be around here by yourself at night and i'm like this looks like the good parts of poughkeepsie yeah (laughs) this is like this is like the nice part of poughkeepsie over here nice to me you sure you know the thing with that too like even though you know generally it gets painted as like a a really rough area because it was so Mm -hmm. many great experiences and very few negative ones um honestly yeah you know i mean none of us ever got shot right no there were people that fought but those people got into a lot of fights yeah we all did (laughs) i think would have fought regardless though but there was a you know i it was just there was the people, the hometown people, and then anyone that was new that showed up generally mm-hmm. got a spanking. The oh first yeah, time. yeah. If you it like roll, if you roll through to a show and you're like from out of town, and you've never yeah. been there before, and you just try to <laughs> but mosh a little honest, too hard, <laughs> it was even yep. rougher yep. in the nineties. Oh, it had to be. Yeah, I can't. There was literal. Yeah, gas. I can't imagine. There yeah, was literal gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you. P. D-S-O-P. V-S. Oh, V-S. The villainous soldiers of Poughkeepsie. Shut up. That's right. Scary. I never even knew about this. Yeah. So I'm still learning shit. That's like all at war and all their friends. We ain't got no gangs down in Red Hook. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Red Hook. I remember seeing a horse though. <laughs> I can get one. <laughs> I got to, I, got to I remember horse. being like 18 years old and going to like keg parties at like the gang at like some like gang house. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just because I was I was hanging out with all older people, like mm-hmm. way older. Like the Wind Dreams Die and Sean Messler oh, and all yeah. of them. That whole crew. Until Rome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> Rome. <laughs> Dude, my I think the, the one band I always have talked about is My Bitter End. Because yeah, so good. They were, insanely good band. They were definitely the one band that like inspired me to like, you know, work hard being in the bands I were in, you know, the few a couple I were in, you know, back then. And just like because they were just like one of the most hardworking bands, I feel like. Them yeah. and When Dreams Die were always yeah. the biggest local bands. Yeah. And it was just like very, I don't know, like it inspired me. Then I went on tour with them, and that was a fucking shit show. First time I, I ever saw that imagine. dirt helmet. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. First time I, I ever saw I don't even the... like shit like, I've well, seen. Said we have to keep this PG. First. Yeah, yeah. I that can't even. There's no way <laughs> I could tell way, those stories band. here. Yeah. Party time. Party um, time. and Party time. And, but, well, we part, like, just that whole era was nothing but a party. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It was a constant rolling party it was scary 
like oh, that like, little dummy good though I yeah mean, Mike i went on to play in like through the eyes of the He's dead through eyes. yeah man um which is really cool but that like i remember the first time i saw the dirt helmet video and i was just like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is this yeah, and it's dude. all yeah. in the chance and it looks so sick. they'd be all fucking plaster drunk and <laughs> still play good well, they also had that cool melodic <laughs> element to the band. They did. Yeah, that's they what did made have melody. That was they the did thing have that, melody. That just that was the thing that made them stick out from everything else. I loved Jesse in the band. I loved Tyler in the band. They were both great vocalists. Yeah, I, I think just, they... I just DM'd Jesse last night on Instagram. Really? I haven't. Yeah. God, I haven't seen him in so long. He was what, dude? He was. Oh man, those shows were the best. I would literally drive everywhere to see fucking My Bedran. Did you ever grow up to any of the shows in Catskill that I did? Only a feel like a handful. I went up to Catskill, and I played Guardian. like one or two Guardian, one or two shows there. Farewell to the Flesh, bro. Oh Jesus, I don't know that, band. that was pre Guardian. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty dude. That band was scary to see live. Yeah, it was just the we wash all- parts from Barrier Death and songs and nothing else. Legitimately, that was that was the band. Yes. Dude, well, that's I re- like when I remember when like Recon first st- like mm-hmm. started doing the like thirteen style shit. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And then you had uh, what was the other band? Manhop's band and and Brennan Williams band. Oh, and what, shit. wasn't that um, Hoodrich? No, no, no. no. They, uh, wasn't it Guardian? Legacy? Legacy. Legacy. Oh, Legacy. <laughs> Matt was in Guardian, but the Legacy. Yeah, was Matt was in Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those were fucking jeez, dude. The yeah. shows, I. Uh, Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, Dom. Yeah, I remember Pompton Lakes. There was that one venue in Pompton Lakes. I forget what the was fuck it was. Just a hall. I put, uh, no, it was an actual Pompton. venue. I forget. Pompton Lakes was close. Like it was probably like from Poughkeepsie, like an hour maybe. Oh, but it's like right across the border. I feel like I, I, I think from New York, like right yeah, off the know. freeway. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if I ever went. <clears throat> but so yeah, so that was Poughkeepsie. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, could we talk about Poughkeepsie. Yeah, we could go hour, on forever. Like, okay. what, I mean, just pick a year. It would, yeah, it would literally because we would continue to remember things, and then start to talk about those things, yeah. and then that would go on for at least a half an hour on each of those. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, I, I worked. Let's see. Well, I worked for Juan from 2004, yeah, from like May of 2004. The first show I booked oh, in well. the Chance Complex was fuck. Uh, I feel like you had a on broken wings, black my heart eulogy since tour the, since since the flood and uh, what, nothing Gary. left to mourn. Was it the eulogy tour or was that a different? Okay, maybe I don't know. I remember just being kicked in the head and from my the, bitter end. Played too. Yeah, I was just remember being kicked in the head from uh, what's his name from on broken wings name Johnny, John, John, John Blake, John Blake. <laughs> Was John, well, I mean, Johnny he was, was still in the band back then. He so. was, yes. And I remember he just came out and just started kicking everyone. And I didn't realize he was doing that. I was like looking the other way, and I just get, remember getting fucking kicked in the that's head. That's when you could do that. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. the thing is kids think that they, you know, you'd get in trouble for that. So now people didn't know that when a show started back then, the vocalist might come punch everyone in the front row in the face, and you literally have to deal with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not going to punch him back. Out. Yeah, no, you're you're just not, and you're not gonna be a bitch. You're just gonna go back. punch somebody else. It. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. eat it, and then you, that should send you on your way to go punch somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> that was a rough and tough place. It was pretty much like MMA matches for fucking Dude, four hours every weekend. Scary, and I just it was remember fun to watch. 
Yeah, and I was talking about this with somebody else the other day. I forget. It was on this podcast. I forget who who was my guest. But anyway, I just remember being like, you know, you know, too young to drive, right? Being driven to the chance for a show, you know, by my dad or whatever. And just like like being like antsy, like kind of having like some sort of like anxiety and like being really tense and heart rate was going. And I'm not even fucking there yet. But I'm like excited at the same time. But at the same time, I know in my head, like, fuck, I could get knocked out tonight. Like, oh, because you're going into it, putting yourself into a dangerous position. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like literally. The first but I was like I stoked for it. it. <laughs> yeah. The first time I went to a show in like, I think it was 97. It was Madball, Earth Crisis, what Watching a Down, Hatebreed, and All Out War. Wow. All in one show, $7. And that is a dumb lineup. You know, I remember <laughs> they they ended up becoming friends of mine, you know. Yeah. Sean Nessler, Will from uh oh, one. Will Will Big Will. Uh the When Dreams Die dudes, like oh, you okay, know, yeah. All that that whole crew kind yeah. of thing. But I remember being like, you know, 16 years old and seeing pe- those people hurting people yeah. in the fucking it was like an MMA pit. fight. It was and then legit. And then shortly thereafter, making friends with all those people and like seeing seeing this dude that I was friends with named Chris Countryman like slam a dude's head in between his the the car door, (laughs) like in the parking lot because of mosh beef. Mosh beef, yeah. Yeah, like he was legit. The show got the show got out. The show got out. He chased the dude into the parking lot. (laughs) The dude was trying to get into I've seen that on so much. He hit him and just started fucking banging <laughs> his fucking head. About, and I had to grab this dude. I'm mean, 17 or 18 years old. Yeah. 25-year-old dude. You gotta get the fuck off. The cops are coming. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Kill the guy. Yeah. And, or, yeah. hold on. One more. I remember, <laughs> did you guys ever, either one of you ever go to the planetarium in Newburgh? Nope. I remember hearing the name, but I never went one time we went to a show it all at war played and i think it was it was somebody's birthday so they were partying like crazy of there course. was some so people are outside in between bands and this drunk dude finds a shoe on the ground and throws it on top of the building just being a <laughs> drunk idiot turns out that shoe uh shut up Richard. Turns out, <laughs> turns out that shoe was like owned by the girlfriend of the drummer of All Out War or something like that. What? And the and they fucking put him in the back of of uh, uh, in the trunk of a car and just fucking four or five dudes just beating the shit out of him in the trunk of the car. Oh my god! Or one dude, one time in this place called the Eclipse in Middletown. I remember the Eclipse. All Out War seeing someone get thrown through the window of the front of the building oh my god dude because of a bar because because of yeah because i again, never some, saw anything this hardcore a dude, <laughs> a dude <laughs> in all at war's girlfriend got moshed and and hit like it was a tiny little place yeah so all at war stopped playing like literally the drummer threw down his shit and just went after the dude in the middle of the song bar fucking may like went out this place is like half the size of club crandall Jesus! And literally, just how the hell because of the melee, there? dude, thrown thrown right through the fucking window. 
so wild. Yeah, there was the so night. many issues. There was so many situations like that when that band dude's yeah. like girlfriend got hit in the bit. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, because you would run for your life. Because you would stand in some stupid fucking place where it was a guarantee. It's <laughs> because because they want because because that's yeah they, want they the would because they, they want to get into a fight. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and that's the other thing is you know you think about the idea of okay I'm moshing another guy's moshing that person hits me so now i've got beef with them because we that's how it was just swinging our arms like fucking animals anyway <laughs> so now it's like and then you take it outside because you're really that insecure about it where you just can't get over it it was awesome right in front yeah. in the alleyway yeah. in the well, back the parking lot security guards were good about it they just they let you take it outside yeah they're like just go outside yeah if you're gonna yeah no they, they were good they were good about it you can go each other if you want just go we'll watch that's all we'll make sure nobody dies but yeah 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 we'll stand out there watching don't worry yeah but that's literally how the shit was man it's fucking wild so many stupid memories that were all awesome but so when it came to um we can briefly talk about fit for a sec how did you end up joining this band how did you meet the guys uh pretty much because of jeff and chris aiken so oh okay what happened was yeah they you know chris has been had at this time been touring managing with sworn in and then thy art is murder and he had met the fit guys you know a good amount of times jeff had hosted them at the loft a few times and become friends with them and they needed a new bass player chris kind of stuck his neck out jeff vouched for me and i talked to jared for about three or four months um, you know a couple times on the phone and then via text and um they were a little like nervous about me because of the way i've cussed a lot and shit and they're like good boys from texas and i was like yeah i've gotten like a lot of drugs and i'm like kind of crazy but like, oh, god i really want to be metalcore um and so it took a long time eventually they heard i so i had sent in my auditions and all stuff man i did acoustic versions of songs i did raw videos of me singing along to stuff i did co- covers of me singing stuff i wrote to pre-production for slave to nothing wow and then i also sent this song called selfish eyes that myself and max rye who was from that's outrageous <laughs> together dude that's and, outrageous yeah because yeah. max was playing in visions at the time and then oh, okay. so we submitted i this was after visions ended but me and max mm-hmm. were still friends so i i sent them that song and that's when jared was like okay like how soon can you get out here to come try out and i was like well how soon do you want me and he was like is four days okay four days and i was like <laughs> and i was like okay um, yeah so i i took i had kind of warned my roommates and warned my parents and stuff like hey i'm gonna i'm trying to try out for this band like i want to so if they say yes like i'm gonna go to texas and so i took all my shit and mm-hmm. put it at my parents' house, took my car off the road and flew to Texas. Wow. And then we did, I learned like nine songs in like a week. Then we did a short run with Sirens and Sailors and Kublai mm. Khan ending at Skate and Surf in oh. 2014. Nice. And then we were set to go make the new album at Will Putney's. So the second to last show was in Albany at Bogies. Makes sense. And It'd be a bogeys. Yeah, that small, <laughs> the small bar out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the band asked me if I would join or announced it, I guess, like before our 
uh, final song of the night and everything. And really, that's cool. We went and stayed at my parents <clears throat> for two days, and then we went and made Slave to Nothing. So I I just got really lucky, and you know they had tried out a couple people. It just didn't feel totally right. Yeah, and um, they gave me a shot, and I just really went for it. I think one, I was old. I was a year older than everyone else. So when uh -huh. it came for me to like try out and do the road thing and stuff, I just stopped smoking weed. I went out there. I just like shut up, sat in that van, did everything they asked me to do. And, you know, only yelled at one person in that three weeks, which is pretty good for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really, really nice experience and like total blessing because I had to change a lot of myself at that time just because i was partying real hard yeah on weekends and still like you know selling weed and stuff and like i wasn't doing it as much as i was the years prior but still wasn't ready to like shift but i was like 25 didn't know where my life was going all that kind of stuff that's going on in your oh yeah i mean that's there yeah you know and that's i think everyone experiences that at some point maybe not with the you know partying and whatnot but at least just this oh, like dude, I where was is my life mid-20s it was just like partying so much me jupy yeah. all the time it was like four yeah. or five days a week man what a my blessing that guy 20s. was too yeah my yeah my entire 20s dude like literally yeah, yeah i miss that yeah. dude he was a, a really great influence on me too i had a conversation i know i miss recently. him so much um he's a bit mysterious online it's hard to get a hold of him and stuff yeah um, i know but he he was a really positive influence and he was super hard working um mm -hmm. i think if that i would have liked to see what that band ended up going because he was so influenced by like the lower definition oh yeah dance stuff, and dance yeah yeah, it would have been interesting to see where the band went had we gone that way, but I don't know if we were good enough. Drew was a good enough player to play that kind of stuff. He was yeah. a really good guitarist. Oh yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I joined Fit, and you know, it's it was just go 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 from the start. It yeah, was I remember when you joined. It was just like you were going. Yeah, we, we did the record, and then my first official tour was doing half of Warp Tour 2014. Oh, okay. Okay. On yep. the Ernie Ball stage, and then. You know, toured all year, came back 2015, got on the monster stage. And mm -hmm. then, you know, just we toured like Fit for a King has toured like a month. It's insane. Just, yeah. You know, we've done the 100, 150 to 250 to 500 to 750. To, oh, the band know, did it all. On. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you guys how much we're getting paid now because it's a lot. And I'm not trying to gloat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm <laughs> when I go back to work. But dude, even with, when I, when I, when I moved to Texas, like seeing that band, you know, when I moved to Texas, January 2013, that's when I discovered Fit for a King, uh, Kublai yeah. Khan. I am. Yep. And like seeing these bands come up here. And I was like, wow. But like Fit specifically, was like the one like everyone here in the scene was like that's you know they're about to explode you know it was interesting i you know slave to nothing was a hard cycle for us because at that time when i joined i think everyone in the band was a little beaten up by the member tryouts and stuff and like they weren't out. really feeling super close and and plus you have like semp eternal that's blowing up you have north mm. lane you have all the shit and we we're like what do we do yeah do we do the same thing we did or do we do something different i didn't have any fucking opinion i just wrote way too much fucking pretend cove reber shit on that record <laughs> and then i came to play and like because i had never made a real record before yeah yeah right? so then when it came to singing it live i yeah. was like oh right all these layers and all this <sighs> i can't and it's all yeah, well, 
like, and having to play bass too at the same time. You're like, what? yeah, it was a that lot. Ought to be stressful. Um, so that's why that record was such a learning cycle for us. And it's very, I'm very proud of that record. I think it, it was very necessary for me emotionally, but there was a lot that all of us are just like, yeah, that one was a little bit of a, a learning experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you know, when I first heard and, you know, we got first do like a so what in Texas. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. you see the band's reaction and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, OK. Like we are we're something here. It's we like may not real be huge deal. everywhere, but yeah. we're, we're we're here here. <laughs> here yeah. And that's cool. So that's what gave me the real hope of like, maybe we really can be like a big band everywhere, because I think the other thing that helped was I wasn't like a fan of the band. I knew the band. I had heard some stuff, but I really just listened to like Sios and self-titled a lot and (laughs) brand new and like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I took it like a job Mm -hmm. where it was just, all right, I don't, you know, I don't need to know a lot. I just need to know what I need to do and I'll do everything I can to get this job. Um, Yeah. So it was an interesting experience, man. Thank you. It It was cool, man. When, when I found out that you like joined, like, you know, everyone I knew here, I'm like that. Yeah. Me and him, like in a sense, grew up together. Like, and everyone was like, wait, he's from where you're from. I'm like, yeah, Poughkeepsie. They're like, what the fuck is Poughkeepsie? You know? (laughs) And I'm like, that's where, you know, well, I mean, you were a little bit North. I I wasn't actually from Poughkeepsie. I'm fish kill (laughs) the stupidest name ever. (laughs) It's a little, it's, it but I think like when we tell people that, where but... we're from, I, I, I always just say Poughkeepsie. I'm like Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, Danielle's it's... from Fishkill too. She, my fiance, she went to oh, John Jay and yep, stuff. Um, but yeah, it was an, it's a, that kind of thing I think is with a lot of young people who are trying to like try out for a band or find their place. Another really cool example is this guy, Wes Horton, um, his Sounds on fire. Instagram, it's Wesley skies. He plays in this band called the worst of us from massachusetts pretty you know not a big band good band but not a big band but falling in reverse just did that live stream last week yeah he played bass and sang for them and he's just a guy from massachusetts from the internet small but he covered their music a lot he showed he was really talented he's covered everything from shadow of intent to falling in reverse where he's like i can do everything i can sing i can scream i can play guitar i can play bass i can do it all that's and then lo and behold before you know it you're fucking playing with the like arguably the biggest band in the fucking scene you literally yeah them you know massive rock charts all year like yeah really incredible stuff and and that's super awe-inspiring because people just have to you know there's so, so young people like I, this kid Kerr, uh Devin that plays in Hollow Front that Kirby manages. Oh yeah, plays Great drums. Band. Yeah, you can't go on Instagram and not see that fucking fool because he's just putting out putting out content all the time and it's yeah. all great and he's so good and captivating. If you're not working as hard as some of these people, you can't expect to get yeah, the not, same results. Exactly, and you're not going to get those opportunities. Yeah, you can't. And the difference for them. like me at that time was like Instagram was just starting, like yeah. Facebook was a thing, but I didn't have to like do all that stuff yet because even YouTube was just starting. The first person who really got a gig from that was JT. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. It's fucking wild, man. Um, what's the Josh had a question? What's the most crazy thing you've done on stage? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, no, Jeff. What's the craziest yeah, thing, right. Jeff? Have you done? Um, <laughs> Craziest thing I've done on stage, I guess all the crazy shit I'd huh. say I do is off stage because I climb a lot of shit. And there's a couple times where I've been at shows and like Corey or Matt are there. So I'll do some extra stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Like 
ballet walk across the balcony like fucking while playing my bass and then they're like you're a fucking idiot you're gonna die oh or my God. i had to stop you know what one was a really good one there when i we played a 15 year anniversary for crystal lake in japan uh-huh. and uh it was so packed uh-huh. that while they were playing i ran and i did a front flip off the riser into the crowd i had a cigarette in my ear it was so <laughs> packed that i landed so smoothly that the cigarette stayed in my ear and i just had my phone and i was like fucking tokyo and everyone's like bullshit that's great yeah, I remember that one. Right. I remember that video of you fucking doing is spinning your bass and it go flying. That shit. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah, forever that, live on. It'll be a. It'll be an NFT. Yeah. These days. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully someone. I hope big so. To be honest, that probably helped your band. Yeah. Yeah, that circulated well. Kirby's like minute long scream that his dad filmed. That one had like had like a million plays on on Facebook. I remember that. Um, you know and. Yeah, we yeah, that throwing of the base is a super distinct memory that like will I think live on with us. <laughs> yeah. But you don't run away from it, which is what helps it. Yeah, it's hard yeah. being really jacked. I mean, look at me in that video. <laughs> true, I'm true. Huge. I'm tan. I've been working out all day long, and people are like, "Oh, you're not gonna throw your base ever." It's like I can't help it. But my favorite part about it mm. is if you watch my right hand. I throw the bass and then my right hand still chugs. Yeah. Because it's just muscle memory, you know? Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, You're like, oh but shit. I'm up there. So I'm surprised. fucking baked. It's a hundred degrees out. I'm yeah, like, it was warped tour, right? Yeah. yeah. It was warped. I hit a security guard in the nuts, which is pretty funny with the bass. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, because it hits the end of the stage and then like flips forward and the guy like turns around to look the security guard and he gets tapped right in the fucking dick oh. with it. Was the bass yeah. fine after that? I never asked you. Yeah, it needed a repair. Like, yeah. uh, just um, a new setup and stuff. But luckily, that Robert oh, okay. Ochoa, who's one of the A&Rs and has built um, Music Mans, wow, cool. was on the tour uh, oh. with the Ernie Ball tent. Gotcha. So uh-huh. I was just like, Robert, I made a major boom boom, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> let me fix Can this. Can you fix you. this for me, please? Because <laughs> they had loaders and stuff, too. Like, if you broke something, they'd let you play it. If you just went in there and you were like, yo, this looks really cool. Like, I would love to play this today. They would just let they you would, play they it? They would let you play it. Yeah. If you were in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Because they're, you know, say you don't, you never played a music man or whatever. And you're, you see him and you're like, you're interested, right? Like, Go ahead. Have fun for today. Like, wow. So it was pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Amazing company. Amazing company. Yeah, because you still play them to this day, right? Do you? Not at the moment. I'm currently Uh a piece of artist, but I'm still with Ernie Ball for my strings and stuff. Okay, cool. But currently I'm playing a couple of Kiesel basses. You got some Kiesels? Got some Kiesels. I built this. Oh, the purple. This is Aaron Patrick's from uh, All That Remains and Bury Your Dead signature. Oh, dude. Yeah, Aaron's the man. Sunburn finish, and I did. Uh, sunburst finish and i did a little more of a nightmare nice. burst kind of i like that i like the purple and the black yeah and then i made uh, another all the basis all the base that's yeah, nice I've got, I've got a few i got a few i got like 20. <laughs> that's what's, that's what's <laughs> about all this thing man is like you know back in the day my dad and i like buying a fender mexican body and putting pickups in it and stuff and trying to make the best equipment i could but i couldn't really afford something that was like really nice you know yeah. what i mean and then you do kind of just a wall cost- like this later and you're like 
Wow. What the fuck? Like, yeah, it's like, how the hell did I get really, here I'm to have I'm still a- terrible at playing <laughs> these, but I somehow get more of them. <laughs> Thank you, Kiesel. Thank you, Ernie Ball. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Very, very blessed. And that's, you know, a lot of, it's all fit for a king, man. I've been so yeah, lucky. Fit, to, dude. You know, there's a lot They're of all great people. I love Bobby. I love them. Jared. I love Ryan. They're just all yep. good dudes, man. They've always Absolutely. been. Every and time Kevin I run Daniel, into them, and they've just always been so nice. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever spent time with Daniel. I haven't yet. Guitars. He is so fucking talented. Like, it's crazy how much he added to our band because he can do all these, like, super high, like, Sam Carter-style yells and stuff. Oh, damn. So He's the way that, that he can back up like i kind of sound girly when i sing i'm not like the most masculine singer ever yeah. <laughs> and so him backing up kirby is really helpful because i always sound like i'm going through puberty <laughs> they're like you just sing these really emo parts here everyone likes when you do that so we're gonna do that but like you know the super high tenor girly shit we're gonna leave that yeah we're gonna leave that to nothing you know yeah but seeing you also like um like your your singing and so you got like so much better though. Thank you, man. It's like yeah. even with your other van, um why can't I remember the name? Even Off-road though minivan. Off road minivan. Listen to Swan Dive out now on Tooth No Records. It's a great record and just seeing you do that as well has been Thank cool. You, you needed nice a band to- like that. You needed to do something like that. Yeah, and it was nice to do it with, you know, a couple of the guys from Visions. And yep. Miles was from my first band, Annandale. And oh, yeah, Annandale. I just, I love emo music so much. And I had to, giving up some of the singing duties in the transition into Death Grip and Dark Skies was really hard for my ego. I was terrible. I didn't even listen to Dark Skies for the first three months after it was finished because I had such an ego trip about it. Mm. And Interesting. that's why I needed this other band so I could, like, do something... And I had a big lesson to learn, which was sometimes there are people who want to do a lot. I'm one of those people. Yeah. But I would rather when I go to bat, hit a home run than Mm -hmm. hit a bunch of singles. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I had to learn. And that's what Drew, our producer, taught me, which was, dude, I know this is frustrating for you right now. I know you want to be like the you want to sing the choruses too. everybody wants to sing the chorus. But lead singer is going to sing the chorus. But we're going to utilize you where you should be. That really benefits the song and you do something that nobody else can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were one of the first metalcore bands to really add in that super soft element that was just electronic in the verses kind of thing where if you liked fucking Drizzy Drake, you could like your boy talk too. (laughs) But it's an interesting thing, man. I, it was a big ego trip for me, but overall I'm just so blessed to get to learn and to, benefit from it because kirby has all of them always have my best interest yeah and kirby's come a long way too as a vocalist it's crazy man dude like his singing now is so good and his writing is great and he just really we all just became that much more metalcore bro yeah seriously yeah we were just like (laughs) fuck this shit like if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it like two billion percent and yeah man we are the american metalcore texas hoorah flag flag waving flag wagon flag lag wagon flag waving (laughs) band and i love that's yeah we're the fucking fire band like well, you know, you we'll are fucking smash cores light and light shit on fire. Smash cores light. Yeah. So how do you and Jeff think of this idea to start featured X? How did that well, all come together? Now, let's dive into basically, that. Basically, so this was last May. 
and mm-hmm. we were <coughs> starting to work on the Left to Suffer EP that just came out. Okay, yeah. And we're discussing, like, you know, how many features we want on it. Yeah. Uh, who the features should be, like, you know, just that kind of stuff. And uh, I basically got out of the shower one day and called him, and I was just like, well, what if there was just a website you could go to and <laughs> and request this? Because we're like, you know, how do we get a hold of these people? It's like, okay, Tuck, are you friends with them? Can you just text them? Is this something where we have to DM them? Uh, like, you know, just trying to figure out the process of getting features for Left to Suffer. And it was just like, wow, well, if there was just a centralized location. Make it easier. Where artists could sell their features, then we could just go and figure go out whoever the hell we want. And we're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Tuck was like, well, this is the best idea you've ever come up with. Let me call Kirby and a few other people and see what they think. Mm-hmm. And everyone that he called, pretty much, I think, was just like, hell yeah, like that's an amazing idea. Yeah. And five weeks later, yeah, was live on the internet. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty much like Kirby, Telly, Tom yeah. Barber, Levi, like Dave Stevens, like you know, a bunch of the homies where I was like, man, if we could get these guys on the site, Rio, yeah, get them on board first. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. you could get yeah. these people on a site, start off. You know, wow. Like, how cool would that be? And our goal was to start with 13 people. And okay. before you know it, we had six, 60 really cool <laughs> artists that we were like, oh was my God. Like, like, before yeah, you launched, launched 60. With 60. Yeah. And they were heaters. I didn't realize man. it was that many. Yeah. And, and it's been wild to see because really you know a lot of most of the year that we were live after out of the first seven months you know we really were just operating we took off like all the commissions and stuff for like four months because everyone's so fucking poor and it was just so cool to see how like people could actually make really solid money doing it yeah where um it proves that there is a lot of power in the individual artist to be able to pick and choose when they want to collaborate because that's the other thing that's cool is like you know say you're rory from fucking Dayseeker, like my man gets a lot of requests you know and oh yeah it's tough but then when you are that one band that gets that dude to sing on your song like mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool that means that you've got a song that's really great yeah because and he's then, gonna be picky i mean a lot of, i feel like a decent okay. amount of people are gonna be a bit picky right absolutely yeah. yeah i mean not gonna take everything. even with like kellen being picky he still did a good amount of features but he got the amount of offers that dude got was bonkers. insane bonkers. i can't even imagine yeah you know and Dumb he's amount. been the sweetest individual to work with and that's everyone has been so fucking nice dan like that's uh, it's crazy man and that yeah. We, yeah jeff just had this great idea and we just started running with it and hitting up all our friends first and being like hey like we're doing this thing do you want to do it yeah they're like yeah sure why not fuck it you know sounds like it cool made sense and it's been a learning experience every single day for all of the team because it's you know constantly running into new issues with the site or mm-hmm. you know how we deal with um cultural issues how we deal with um social issues stuff that's happening in the world because that all pertains back to artists being artists as well where um it's been a, a really really big learning experience but it's yeah. exactly what i needed i i think for me i needed that thing to 
I don't know, make me not just be a lazy dude on tour all the time and shit. You know, it's a yeah, lot of fun I mean, to work on all the time. And you started it at the right time, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. that, right? Well, that's the that is the blessing Kept of you this busy. year. Yeah. Is you know, it sucked to not have this year, but I've never worked more than I did this year. And now we have featured X for as long as it continues to prosper. And you know, technically we don't own it anymore, but we have our interests lie in a way in which we are staying involved with featured X for an extremely long time. Yeah. Um, and we just want to continue to see it grow. And we're starting to get like expand outside of just metal and stuff too, because now we oh, have, okay. Well, now we have staff out. and we have help and we have, you know, resources uh, and money. Yeah. The project where we were, just, we were just winging it day by day. Oh yeah. yeah that would be a lot of learning raise, too. We didn't raise any money to yeah. start up to start up. We were just like, let's just launch this website and see what the fuck <laughs> happens. And yeah, so we were just, you know. Did it get hectic at times to where it was like, oh my God. It was like, hectic 24 seven. Yeah, it was a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of stress at first and definitely acquired a couple new grays from it. But yeah. now that we have this relationship with Artist Republic, mm -hmm there's such a weight that's been lifted off of us because we're going back to work. I still have a full-time job to do on top of it. And so does Jeff. Mm -hmm. So now I can focus on onloading artists and just doing the fun stuff. And yeah. I have to deal with everything in yeah. a way that like Jeff was personally doing every single payment. Like we're going through like that had to be yeah, a little we hard. just needed stuff that needed yeah, to be automated awful. better and we needed someone who could help us so yeah. you know the person who is working on the site now has been hired by artist republic and is being paid to make these additions and changes and stuff like that which is just beneficial to all of us and you know it's just cool to see artists get we've had people make money through mm -hmm. the site from everywhere from south africa to fucking poughkeepsie new york man it's nuts and, it's crazy because there's so much cool screamo out there <laughs> man if you're in a well, band you know, and, and yeah you go ahead Jeff. yeah and just the fact that so many artists were helped because of the site because they didn't have touring like, yeah oh well, yeah definitely many of them Some have sort reached of out back out to us after yeah. they did a couple and we're like wow like without this without doing this i didn't know if i would have paid rent this month this is sick thank you yeah like uh, we're not trying to be like gloaty or any like shit like that it's just um the only thing that mattered this year was well we're all fucked like how mm -hmm. can we help the community right because yeah. Yeah. We we care about the music scene. We've cared about the music scene for almost 20 years or 20 years and like yeah, all this shit, literally. right? And it just was a nice like I was on unemployment. So yeah. it wasn't like I was I was going to survive. I was going to get through it. I was going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. But this created an opportunity where I had I got just a chance to learn and and add something new to my life, which is a real big benefit. Also, somebody asked what my favorite older fit song is. Yeah, I was going to bring It's the Lioness. There it is. I'd say that's my favorite one. So what tips, and then another question, I'll bring it up now. What tips can you guys offer to individuals wanting to form a band and enter the scene? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Give it to us, Jeff. <laughs> is it easy? You go first, yes, Jeff. Well, I yeah. mean... We launched, I launched Left to Suffer from scratch. No, like, literally, I remember you sending me demos yeah. and be like, what do you think about this? Okay, well, before it comes to the launch, let me add this in. When you Go. are making a band, 
Yes. You need to think about two things, talent and work ethic. And there Mm -hmm. has to be a balance of the two. Yes. You can have someone that, you know, looks like fucking Craig Owens and sings (laughs) sick and they're awesome, but they also are a crackhead and (laughs) they're not reliable and they're going to steal your car. Yes. Like you don't want to deal. That can be the same person. Keep in don't mind, get everybody. Your hope, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. don't, yeah, don't get your hopes up on something like that, where it's like, no, you know, it's the broken relationship thing. Where, well, I'm gonna fix him. No, yeah. you're not. You're no, not gonna fix right. that person. They're terrible, and it's they can only if, fix you, themselves, man. Even if you see them coming out of like three or four bands or whatever, and they're, it, it's still the same shit all the time. Did you guys see that DMX quote that was circulating the internet after he passed away? Yeah, about oh. the, um, I know what was it trust people that they're showing you who they really are yeah yeah like yes that's who they are so just don't be surprised yeah Yeah. expectations form a band with people that are trustworthy and i I would even say that work ethic is more important than talent yeah work with people you can trust and that you can love and that you can have a like a real legit ass family with people that you can trust having your social security number like brian calls me and goes hey i need your social security number for something i'm gonna be like all right kirby here you go Corey's yeah. got it too they could fucking steal my life right and now. no and no I, questions and asked a lot yeah <laughs> um yeah and you wanted to you needed to is, be that way in a band yeah it's got to be special um, way and there are always going to be hard times but that's the other thing with just before all the real stuff that jeff's going to get to is the other thing is you're going to go through a tremendous amount of hard times in fight or flight are you going to fight or are you going to fly mm-hmm. choose now because you need to make that decision before you even fucking get your head in the ring like mm-hmm. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna buck up and put in the hard work like Shit ain't going to come to you if you think you're just going to automatically go out on tour with Spirit Box this this year or some <laughs> shit. And you're like, well, my band's just as fucking good as Spirit. No, you're not. No, you're not. Your band sucks in comparison. To <laughs> Everyone sucks compared well, to them. No. Yeah, right. Well, just that's my. No, it can't. It can't be yours. You suck. I mean, just that mindset of, well, this song is pretty good. We've had people who told us, like, if we just put it on the internet, it's just going to go viral and then things are just going to happen for us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's not the way that it works. It's really not. Um, My suggestion for starting a band, obviously, you have to write decent songs or good songs, right? Oh, yeah. Spending time. The biggest issue that most bands have is wanting to talk about what they're doing before they're finished doing it. Yeah. Like they want to make their Facebook and Instagram and Twitter accounts and start getting people to follow them before there's any content. Yeah, I don't like it's just so that that's just the worst. So, yeah, getting six months or a year, a plan figured out before you start. So that's that, key. you know, when I started working at the masquerade, mm-hmm. literally one of the most exciting uh, parts of it for me was, oh, shit, the local scene that we had in Poughkeepsie was sick. Yeah. Now I'm in an A market. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was awful. Really? Yeah. Like just bands not knowing you know playing too often and not understanding supply and demand and it's just like you can't 
play in Atlanta once a month for six months straight and expect your draw to be the same. Like you've given them too many opportunities to come see you Mm -hmm. or just like bands doing something cool or good, putting out a good song, a video, playing a good show, celebrating it on Facebook for a day or a week and then being like, now what do we do? And it's like, (laughs) well, you're letting any of that little momentum that you just that little spark that you made you're letting it fizzle out yeah can't do that yeah you have to be ready with the next thing over and over and over and it has to be especially nowadays day out yeah has to be day in and day there hasn't been a day in two years that we haven't worked on left to sucker stuff yeah you guys are always for 20 minutes a day yeah i mean like some days it's more and some days it's less but literally it's every day we're talking it's literally a full-time job you know correct straight one thing to add into um because especially i had chris on my podcast if you want to listen to get talk the podcast you can anywhere you fucking want um chris davis yes that guy produces bands works with bands records bands Mm -hmm. say you're a fan of the ghost inside go work with the guy that's in the fucking band because you can and it's gonna sound awesome don't yeah. just go work with joe schmo who is your friend down the street yeah don't just, do that sometimes sometimes that person does become a great producer i mean look at like a tom DeGrazia, look at joey sturgis there are people out there that can provide for your band like that a current person i think that's really great in that kind of world is like a lee albrecht who helps produce and now is in hollow front mm-hmm. and also records other bands out in that michigan area go somewhere great like for instance when jeff yeah, and I find that person heard left to suffer in their demos it was Oh, well, this kind of sounds like a mirror. Do you like a mirror? mirror. You, you, like, you like Josh Travis? You do those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like that and shit? Then, well, yeah, we fucking love Josh, Josh Travis. Travis and I is was the coolest like, dude ever. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, Why don't cool. we work with him? Yeah. Bingo. So then I text JT Shabam. and we're like, hey, buddy, do you want to work on this project? Like, this band's really cool. And they do that. And they're growing together as well. And so if you take that admiration that you have for someone that may be actually um, reachable, someone that you can communicate with and at least try your best to go and record with someone, you know, and, and step it up. If you like the way, it's the way to do it, sounds, man. go try to get your record done there yeah, too. And, and yeah. that's, I guess that, that's like a bigger point to that is you, you're only going to get out what you put in. And a lot of that is money. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go and record with Chris Davis from the ghost inside versus your brother's friend in his basement, like (laughs) it's the product is going to sound better. And if it sounds better, people are probably going to be more likely to listen to it. That's it. It's like if your music video looks better, people are more likely going to watch it. Yeah. And want to watch more or, or, and go listen to your music because that music video is sick. And so going off of that, too, I was talking to a band about this just the other day. They want to, you know, be in this world, play with a certain type of band. Right. And these they had specific bands. We'll just say it's fit for a king. Right. We just we want to we want to be on a label like that. We want to, you know, play on tours like that. We want to get there. We think our music's really great. Why aren't we getting there? Yeah. And then I was like, well, why don't you just go work with like the people that we work with? I mean, it's going to be expensive, but if you want to do it, like you want to really buck up, like you should go do that. And then they're like, yeah. yeah, but like our guy, he's our homie. And like, yeah, the guy and the homie does great <laughs> stuff and does great quality. But if you keep doing the same fucking shit over and over again, and it's not really taking, 
you might need to take that extra step. Sometimes you're going to be pierce the veil. You're going to yeah. do the same thing for fucking 10 years. And then all of a sudden you're the biggest band in the scene. Mm -hmm. That is possible. Dance, Gavin, dance, same thing. But it can't hurt to go experiment and be like, well, we've never tried to get outside the box. Possibly we should go outside the box. If I, you know, love the way that that band sounds, I'm going to go over there and at least try to write one song with that person and see if it changes my life. Even if I spend $5,000 on it and it's expensive as fuck, would you rather do that, spend that five grand or have shit never work out for you? Yeah. Because I'm going to rather spend the money. Yeah. Well, spend the money to go to the right per producer, go to the right person. Yeah. For your. Because there's nothing man. wrong with co-writing and doing no with producers like collaboration. Is the best. It is the best, man. It's you know I I had no idea uh, Josh Travis uh, worked you know the new Left to Suffer until Taylor told me on mm -hmm. the episode I did with him and I was like oh wow it's fucking and now I go back and listen to it I'm like okay yeah I see I see J JT helped him here you know what I'm saying like you can like, hear it. And I, he's helped, yeah, he helps just, you know, they're, they're, they're young and they're a brand new band. And like yeah, he, he, he was like, I see what they're doing. I see what the, the, they've got going on. The songs are great. Yeah. He was yeah. into it and he's just like, cool. Let me show you guys my, you know, I have my input 20 years of experience. Yeah. Let me, you know, let me, let me use that and teach you guys some stuff. And yeah. Now the band, now the band is literally just finished recording a new a new ep wow and yeah see like, right there they're just continuing by listening to it's crazy well they, they, they just finished they just finished tracking it and you can tracking, tell yeah. by well they, you're just tracking the demos i guess mm -hmm. probably change. all three but, of our bands are incredibly hard working they're constantly working on their demos they're constantly writing new songs they're con like the gloom in the corner like exquisite dolaire and left to suffer are insanely hard working bands and they all have yeah, their own good bands but they're and Thank you. And they're just constantly giving us new stuff to listen to and stuff to work on. Which is so exciting for you guys, too. Yeah. I mean, when I, you I, have I, a guy like Mikey from Gloom who can record an entire album himself and have it sound good enough where you can then just go have it mixed by Jeff, who actually does help mix the Fit for a King records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Dune. Go check him out. Jeff, <laughs> J-E-F-F-D-U-N-N-E. -F -F -E. Guy who mixes records. Not super expensive. He will make you sound like a million fucking dollars. Yeah. He's part of the folks. special He's sauce that's with Drew. Yeah. You know, so. These guys are out there. And it, yeah, and it the glib in the makes corner just so finished easy. recording a full length, is what Ryan is. That's saying. dope. Yeah, and my band's cool too. They do it themselves, and it's great. And yeah. Lex, you know, they have like they were. I'm. They have a few members who help with the recording, but then Salem from Bloodbather, who also plays bass, and Lex, mm -hmm. is he mixes all their music, and it sounds fucking awesome because he also works with like poor Stacy, who's a really really hot up and coming artist, and wow. has a tremendous talent. Yep. So, um we've found these artists that are just so insanely hungry and hardworking where it just, it would be hard to find others that are. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's we're lucky. No, definitely. And we had a good question too, from dead ringer. He asked, is there such, is there such a thing as too much posting? Like where instead of promoting, you start coming off as annoying. What's your, well, what's your take on the, the there's, there's a two, I guess there's, there's two parts to that answer. One no, there's no such thing as too much posting. That is a myth that our scene has created. And literally all of the bands who complain about the algorithm and getting sucked and how they have to pay for this or that, the other thing, you, when you only post once a week, once a month, 
Mm-hmm. You're not even putting your page into the algorithm. Yeah, at yeah. all, because you're not posting enough. All the computer, no, all the computers right. are doing basically is adding up the total engagements per month. And the pages with the most engagement get seen yeah. the most because the computer assumes that the humans like them the most. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't know that if this page has posted a hundred times and this page has posted five, it doesn't care. All it cares about is the total engagement. The engagement and that doesn't mean that you have to spend a thousand dollars on advertising for everything that you post on the internet. Like you don't have to spend a lot, but you have to spend a little bit just so you can get. No, it. I mean, well, advertising, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, you're not going to start any business and not pay to pay have, yeah. It. Like, that's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it's like, again, I'm sorry, coming from the 90s pre-internet, having to sell 50 tickets without social media. And print flyers. Like, <laughs> that was your, it's like, that I'm was sorry, like, you have access to yeah. everyone in the fucking world at your fingertips from the moment you're born now. Like, yeah, no, no excuses. Yeah, no, you're but, right. But obviously, if you're posting annoying content or the same exact thing, you know, what I mean, the same images, the same. So you want to be so you want to tell a story and you want to be talking to them like like you're talking to your best friend. You don't want to just be pitching them and selling them shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got to build for your relationship. That's when Richard. I will say Richard. with that, that's something. All the time. He always has something. <laughs> you wise guy. That's one thing I learned with Fit Man, too, where at first I definitely, especially because looking back, you know, when I first joined the band, we definitely um, were more conservative as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we all grew up, we adjusted for sure. Yeah. But I've kind of reached this point in my life where, especially in this last year, where I've just kind of, throwing everything to the wind and be like fuck it i'm just being myself like 24 7 365 i'm not gonna worry about you know i'm not gonna say anything overly offensive or anything but like i'm my you listen to my podcast i'm just having fun being me with my yeah no it's literally you on your podcast yeah exactly and and that's the key don't overthink things just just be be authentic yourself be yourself yourself cranked to 11 like stone cold steve austin or the rock Mm mm-hmm yeah and that's okay Good like people. you know yes, exactly i know when i'm screaming into my mic and laughing <laughs> during a fucking episode it's hamming it up a little bit but yeah. it's fun it's enjoyable but you're having life. a good time and it's, exactly. gen- it's genuine and you if know, you're, you're a person not... in a band that's making a living off of music and you're not having a good time you're a fucking idiot go get another job you stupid fuck because <laughs> you really like to do that job exactly yeah. so yeah, I just don't like the complaining where it's like, fucking. And I've said that a million times when I go back to work, I'm going to be so nice, dude. I'm never going to yell at Jared ever again. <laughs> also, because he got so, he's so beefy now, too. I can't. Yeah. Ass up, yeah. But, he might be your ass, um, huh? <laughs> oh, he would. For and he's sure, tall yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there was a time when I, he's 6'4, man. I know. And I time, there was a time where I was, um, bigger than him but not anymore <laughs> Beat my ass. but yeah guy. just i'm gonna appreciate my crew more because now I, I just don't have any room for complaints it's, nah especially after the last year man all. year and a half yeah. you know we're yeah we're still oh, here's booked, the thing. what you've rebooked the same tour fucking two or three times you got stressed out you, you know yeah we've all been in it together it's we crazy all, yeah man we're all here still yeah thank god right what were you gonna yeah. say jeff oh just going back to the social media thing yeah it's like home run derby. <laughs> okay. Now listen, 
you have those you have like the kids in the outfield who are just going around collecting all the balls that don't get hit yeah they don't get don't collect the homers right yeah yeah if you put out if you hit more balls out into the outfield than anybody else the likelihood of those people walk around the outfield discovering your ball is go way up mm-hmm. so every single social media post is an at bat it sure is. you could go you could go viral and hit a home run yeah it could fucking if, happen for you know if you just Yo, hit a ton of balls, balls man, if you find. just hit a ton of balls into the outfield <laughs> wait if you put 10 times 100 times more balls into the outfield just everyone who's walking around picking up balls your logo is going to be seen more you know your your shit so it's just like literally for two years straight every single fucking day maybe minus like you know a handful of days here and there we have posted every day from all left to suffers accounts at least once a day and but yeah and it's you have yeah no the band definitely has and and and, but also it helps definitely that they're putting out a lot of content they're making music they're constantly which i think every band needs to focus on that needs to be the focus constantly putting out and i think now we live in a day and age where like singles are putting out singles is a thing you should be doing you know, it's not about singles. Well, not solely. It's about the, doing the most drops. Okay. okay? Yeah, gotcha. So it, it, in our world, since it takes bands fucking forever to record a song, <laughs> then yeah. yeah, I think it's the single route. Gotcha. But if you go through the last five years and you find every single breakout hip-hop artist, mm-hmm. the year that they that the two-year period that they broke out to superstardom juice mm-hmm. world little baby the baby little dirk all of these dudes baby baby three baby, full-length baby. <laughs> albums in a span of 18 months yep nba wow. young boy nba young boy three they dropped full three 18 track albums in a span of 18 months that's insane plus singles plus they're featuring on 20 other people yeah shit. yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, going, going, they're going. putting their name they they're everywhere like, okay, they literally they get themselves to this position of like okay we're you know every we're you know we're about to you know bubble up and they're just like cool we're gonna create this two year period where we're gonna saturate the market with our brand identity mm-hmm. and then at the end of that two year period we're gonna saturate it so much that we've risen above the bubble and you can't get rid of us mm-hmm. yeah. yeah two things to add to what Jeff said too one when it comes to the social media attack too like you can hit people with you know, images and sales for T-shirts and all this promo shit for music or whatever. One of, the, one of the things that's worked the best for Left to Suffer is Taylor being fucking Taylor. Taylor being yep. on TikTok. Taylor fucking putting shit into a blender and drinking it. He just being himself and having yeah. fun. Yeah, like that that's all he's doing better. too. He's not. Yeah, it's not like. No, it's not like he's trying. Like it's doesn't just think him. about anything. We None. Don't think about anything. And that was the that was the beginning conversation. <laughs> no I, Yeah, when I sat down with them for the first time, right? Yeah, it was like a, it was like a four hour long meeting. Wow. And I yeah. told them one, <laughs> we need to change your band name because it sucks. Yeah, start yeah, yeah, from right. scratch because yep. you don't use your social media. Mm-hmm. And two. We need to be posting, and I said like some insane amount of times a day, and they were just like, "What? what? How do we do that?" Like da 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 da, and they started freaking out right in front of me about trying to like <laughs> about like like think about how to figure out ideas. how to think about all of this content. Like, yeah. every, like well, how like, are we going to do that? Every band I talk to, they freak out when I say you should be posting like a hundred times a day if you could. 
and they're like what how do we do that i'm like well every tweet counts as one you like come on yeah but um i'm just like no you don't overthink it like we have some stuff planned out and there's some filler stuff and everything else you just be yourself in the moment that's it that's it simple and the other point I was going to make going off of like these artists that put out a ton of stuff and then they boil up and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Spotify also, you have to play Spotify's game. You have to feed the monster. You have to, you feed, have the to feed the monster. And you have to, what they want you to do is to collaborate so that way you're constantly combining fan bases, creating more streams, right? Yes. So when you go and you do, all right, well, I'm going to sing a We Came As Roman song, and We Came As Roman's going to sing a fit song, and then we're going to sing a Silent Planet song, Silent Planet's going to sing a fit song, and then we're putting out, like, an August Burns Red merch collaboration, and we're putting... You're constantly then taking these different fan bases and putting them together, and if you think at the time, you're like, well, every person that likes We Came As Romans likes Fit For A King, or every person that knows Fit For A King knows We Came As Romans, that's not true. Look through the fucking comments. There's a bunch of people that go, what's a Dave Stevens? What's a Ryan Kirby? What is this shit? Yeah, there's that still means those that yeah. you need to be connecting those there's people. So many people, even if you get <laughs> so one for every hundred, that's still new fans. Yeah, yeah. To so. assume that you're gonna be known by everyone, even in your scene, is just ludicrous. There's it is ludicrous. There's too many people have people's attention is getting spread in too many different directions. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many fucking bands. There's so many artists. So many. And, uh, and now there's Twitch and TikTok and YouTube and all these other entertainment avenues and stuff yep. where it's like. That have taken from music realistically. Mm -hmm. yeah realistically you're definitely right you're definitely fucking right there man and i think another band that i gotta give a little shout out to is i do like what they're doing is richard with true shot and how fuck they fuck that band fuck, <laughs> fuck them but <laughs> i do like what they're doing with the they have their super own podcast they do the it. react thing they're on twitch doing the reacts interacting with all their you know fans or new fans i mean that's it, it really impressed me. I mean, that's how I found out about their band. I found me too. It, it. I think it was the podcast. I was like, what's this True Shop podcast thing? What's that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a band. And they're unique sounding. They the stand fuck? out. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, okay. Constant hard work. You know, it Richard is. is it sounds like Barrier, Dead, and Fury of Five mixed together. Yes, you're right about that. Actually, you kind of nailed it. You pretty much nailed it there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I tell, yeah. you know, Richard hits me up. Me and yeah. I talk all the time. Now, you know, we met probably at the beginning of the pandemic from me seeing his reaction shit and whatnot and then mm -hmm. becoming friends on Facebook or whatever. But now we're friends and we talk all the time. And yeah. it's like, I tell him, I'm like, because he questions it. He's like, you yeah, right. what we're doing is blah, 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 blah. Or how do we do this or that? And I'm like, bro, you just need to keep doing what you're doing mm -hmm. and everything will just. It'll happen. just fall in line. It'll all yes. fall in your lap. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah, try like and force anything him. just because they're nice dudes. You know, they are, like yeah. Everyone gets along with them. So. Exactly. Well, and don't... one of those things, like when we mentioned, you know, Pierce the Veil or Dance Gavin answer these bands in the past, especially, you know, dance has been through so much over the years. But some of these so acts, much. you know, Pierce is such a great example of even when they were before today, like I remember amazing band to some of the too. People, fantastic band. And I remember God, talking I love that 30, band. 30 paid in club Crannell. Yeah. Yep. That band or something. Yeah. But they were yeah. so hardworking. Like I talked to the people at equal vision about that band. They were like, yeah, even when they were that band, they were insanely hardworking and they stuck with it and stuck with it and did what they did. And eventually it will take, but you have to be persistent enough and hardworking enough to be able to get through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, 
you know, that it, not everything is going to be golden roses and super easy. Yeah. Like the hard times and the, you know, all the, your, <laughs> your tent flew away and everything's destroyed and you're yelling at Ryan Kirby in front of a hotel <laughs> because you're fucking been in Florida for three days and warp tour and you're broken and you drove all night and you're like, ah, fuck everything. <laughs> and you have times like this year where you're like, oh man, I never want to do that again just because those hard times now looking back on it, I can laugh at it. Oh yeah, definitely. But, can. You know, you, you have to get through those moments to appreciate when it starts. Bro, yeah. I've, I mean, big time, big time, hard moments, hard moments. moments. Hard moments. Yeah, We've all had them. Dude, I, yeah. I remember I mean, doing shit, dude. I remember doing the death card rollout and I was yeah. homeless. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah straight I was up. living out of my office at the time. Oh, was, you were, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, well, Eat Your Heart Out got snowed out, which yes, yeah. turned into me having to cancel another thing, which turned into it. And it was just like this crazy snowball effect where all of a sudden I went really a shit storm. Like six months. Yeah. And I'm just like lived out of my office for six months and did the sworn in rollout. God, <laughs> you know, and one thing before we um, can get too late into this thing I want to talk about with you, Dan, too, mm. is you have had an eye for talent from the start. You had Attila, you had Chelsea Green, you had Volumes, you had all these bands early on in their careers. You always had a really great eye for talent and you stuck with it and you were consistent. You worked insanely hard to build this for yourself. And yeah, that's just what a wild. lot of people are lacking these days is that consistency to be able to put themselves in the position to really be a trustworthy and hardworking individual that others want to surround themselves with. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's been a real blessing <clears throat> a lot of to learning. watch you achieve everything that you've achieved as well. And to see when you look back on those where because at the time, like, you know, Till and Chelsea Green, for instance, they were doing their static factory shit at that time. Oh, yeah. Right? That was, yeah. You know? and, <laughs> It's seeing something before it can be fully blossomed. And yeah. I think that that's fucking really incredible. Um, so I Thank just want you, to man. Yeah, no, on that. It's, it's yeah, you've persevered for sure. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of rough patches. Let but... sign in. You were you, there when they I mean, signed right, sure to fucking Tragic Hero, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I, mean, like... I mean, it's, yeah, it's been a rough ride. But the last like few years, like three, three, four years have been just like, great and even during like the pandemic there was like times where i was like should i still do this and i was just like i'm not gonna stop no i like the challenge and when people doubt me or something like that when people i hear people say shit i'm like i'm not stopping (laughs) you know i can't i just can't you know i almost stopped four four years ago i remember yeah and then you came back stronger than ever yeah, crazy. And, you know, you like, moved, literally. you got down to Atlanta, you started working at the Masquerade, and then now you're starting to manage bands, great bands, you know, and then you and Tuck together, featured acts. I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool to see what you guys are doing. And just Thank like, you. you know, everything Taylor was telling me uh, even before, you know, me and Taylor would just like Facebook message, you know, we were, you know, I was just like, man, you got to I'm like, I can't wait for us to like all sit down, like you, me, and Jeff, and just like, fucking hang out drink you know whatever you know and just tell all these stories together it's just yeah. you're gonna it's crazy you're gonna I tell laugh them, your fucking ass off i tell you know i tell them or people who i work with at the mass grid or, or like regulars i'm friends with like every once in a while i'll tell a story from the Poughkeepsie <laughs> days and they're like yeah. they what? don't believe me yeah 
because i'm like <laughs> such a different i'm like so calm now. oh yeah that's yeah, true well, too i forgot i mean yeah they were back then it was yeah uh, dude we were all like a rolling blackout this is before rolling, I blackout. Yeah, rolling blackouts rolling blackouts yeah i was young enough i couldn't fucking Woo. i didn't blackout back then but uh i do know um it was there were crazy times but the other thing is you i think since we were such a small unique <clears throat> weird little city that when we did have these major popping off moments and big shows and stuff like that it was hard not to just have fun and celebrate we celebrated know. everything and celebrated everything. every little all little victories big yep. victories we celebrated all of them but you should look at it that way. You should yeah. look at every day of like, man, I sold 50 tickets today. I got to play this show. I sold a couple t-shirts. Man, that was the best fucking time I've ever had. And, every and then the next time you do it, mm -hmm. that was better than the last time. Yeah. And that's the best time. That's how had. I felt, though, when I was in the, you Same. know, the Imagine and Bless the Fallen. It was just yep. literally, that's literally how I felt. And I think Two even the other guys, too. Bands too. Yeah, we were pop shows. Yeah, and it was just like every time we like pushed out all these tickets, the show's packed. It was just, just seeing the show packed was like, yeah, it was, you know, might have been a little pain in the ass to sell the tickets, but then when you're on stage and you see all these people, you're like, what? You're like, the wow, it's worth it. Fuck. Money you never mattered. That. Money never mattered. No, meaning, I did yeah, not give real. a fuck what I had in my bank account. It yeah. all got pushed into the ban. No, I had time you know to what I'm saying? 20 tickets myself just yeah. because I didn't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, like, I don't like it when people do that. Yeah, I always tell, even in my, my please don't <laughs> buy the tickets. Please be real with me. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't don't lie to me. I would much prefer that the tickets and the bodies in the room were actually there. matched. Exactly. Up. Yeah. 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 I guess I just so you know looked at it from the standpoint of well, somebody's gonna. Oh, have I to get pay that. Oh, I do too. You know. Yeah. No, no, and I get that. But I just always I was on I, yeah. the promoter side for too long. It's like no, 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 no. I'd rather it be legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some promoters out there who are gonna be like, yeah, just they don't give a shit. They're just like, well, get rid of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, for I mean, you give were, me the money for you, them. That's all they want. Yeah, you were super nice for visions and just kind of. I mean, for the most part, we were very consistent and did sell well. But there were definitely times where, like, you know, you didn't. But that was the cool thing. Other about also about the competition. Like I remember there was a battle of bands to open for Escape the Fate, and then um, T look lost to the interstate affair and then i was like fuck the interstate affair and then i was like yo melvin you want to start a band <laughs> that's so good that's yeah. a lot of good times back then yeah absolutely. we're still here we're still kicking yeah man I can't and then wait we're to gonna see to each it. other next month i can't oh, it's, oh i'm so stoked dude anyone's I'm watching is so a fit happy. fan we just released um the the first um printing you... of descendants on vinyl ever. wait really yeah we no just put it up like a couple shit. hours ago well look so, at that definitely go pick that shit up uh, yeah i can't That's wait sick. to play shows again it's i know man it's furnace be... fest baby furnace Ooh. fest jeff are Yo. you going <laughs> yeah i'm going i can't wait to to to, to... <laughs> to talk about something that just happened off air okay cool <laughs> yeah oh. no we got a i got an email this morning from our general manager saying that the fridays and saturdays in june we're mm -hmm. going to be doing social distance or not social distance but uh reduced like capacity reduced. shows in heaven local shows in heaven in heaven yeah Yep, just so in you heaven. Just in heaven. To start, but we have some tours in July that we've just announced. Yeah, man. And I'm about to announce some shit so, in October. I'm booking a tour in September. 
October, November. Oh. I know somebody who might be touring in September. <laughs> who could that be? <laughs> fit, for, fit for the Kings. Fit, fit for, for the, the Kings. kings. <laughs> yep. The most it's the badass <laughs> metalcore Americana fucking folk rock screamo band you've ever oh, fucking heard uh, in your life. Folk rock screamo? Folk yeah, we're, a, screamo. we're like fucking Creed core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fit for an autopsy. For an autopsy. The, better fit. It's the plot yeah. twist. The, the yeah, better was, fit. There was one time. The real metal fit. I remember there was one time <laughs> I was with uh, Pat and Kirby, and he was just like, Pat was like, well, we're the better fit. And Kirby looks at him and just goes, well, we're the bigger fit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? It is funny, though. I listen to that band. Oh, yeah. I love that all band. the time. They're one of my favorites. They are easily one of, one of my yeah, favorite bands yeah. to actually listen to. Um, I and... see Pat on the regular. He lives in Atlanta now. Oh, no shit. Great guy. He moved down there? Yeah, a few yeah. years ago. Actually. Great fucking band. A years ago. Yeah, band is too good. I think they're going to take off even more after this next one. I feel like a lot of bands are going to start popping. Yeah, well, that last fit record was just so oh, man. good, and that, as they this next one, I think will have the heaters. It's oh yeah, gonna, it, it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be it. it. Yeah, it's just so good. There was a good amount of growth from that last record too, though. But that band just deserves to be on tour with Gojira all the time. Straight up, straight up, and we got knocked loose with Gojira. That blew my fucking brain. Fuck that band too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that band too. They're all like, man, we were going to do a tour with Fit for the Kings and Parkway Drive. No, fuck that shit. We're going to go be direct support to Gojira. Look how cool <laughs> we are. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you're fucking everybody likes you, don't they? Knock loose, fucking old ham. Fuck you guys. No. Old ham. Old ham. Rotten ham. Um, <laughs> dude, no, I... It's the coolest shit ever, man. It I, is, I, right? We've always that said wild? that Bobby, that's the one band it. that Bobby would come back on tour for. Oh, yeah. He fucking better. He would not <laughs> pass up a Gojira tour. He'd be like, man, I'll, you know. All right. Because I'd be like, Bob, you haven't been getting that tour cut. Like, I'm not paying your ass. You know, I can keep Mac <laughs> up here. Mac is perfect. But if you want to come try to be friends with Gojira, that's fine. But nah, bro, I ain't paying you. <laughs> I ain't paying you, bro. <laughs> Nah, I'll give up some of my money if Bobby wants to come on tour. Like, not that much of my money, you know. A little bit. <laughs> we'll put a money. just put a donation bucket at the merch table, right? For his, Bobby's pay check. He would do well. <laughs> he would. God, he would. He'd do well. He'd probably make more than probably make more than all you guys. <laughs> Why don't you import some motherfucking plants and sell those on tour? Yeah, exactly. Fucking plant man. Fucking plant man. <laughs> Oh, Go man. to growplantshop.com and buy your mom a fucking plant. <laughs> I love that. Yo, I smoke oh. plant, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I know you got to take off because you got your own fucking podcast to do. Talk. I got to go talk to Salem from Bloodbather and Let's Wizard. Nice. I like Very that. Very excited. Um, everybody go check out Featured X. Uh, obviously the links are right there. Go follow Ryan and Jeff. Um, check out Tuck's podcast. Listen to Left to Suffer, Gloom in the Corner. I can't pronounce the other band's name. Say it. <laughs> Lexquisite Dolaire. Lexquisite. Yeah. Lex okay. Let's call him Lex. Lex. Yeah. yeah, look them up. They're on their socials on Sexy there. Sexy Lexi. <laughs> band's fucking sick if you love emo. It's yeah. coming back. The emo revival is coming back hard. The future, the future is emo. emo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for doing this today. It's been a fucking blast. Um, Always a pleasure. To can't wait to hang out next month. 